This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host is the publisher of Sage Aging Elder Care Guide and the host of the Sage Aging Podcast. For 29 years, Elder Care Guide has informed and connected local families to the resources they need to navigate the aging and caregiving journey. A believer in the concept of collective impact, she's an active eight-year board member of Lakeland Vision and the co-chair of the Age-Friendly Lakeland Committee. Welcome your host, Liz Craven. Welcome to the good life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Liz Craven, and I'm so happy to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For over two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland, working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today on Listen Lakeland, we're going to talk about Lakeland's vision for an age-friendly community center and how you can be a part of that conversation and building the vision. Joining me today is Joe Zanthopoulos, CEO and Executive Director at Florida Presbyterian Homes, a local life care community situated on Lake Hunter. Welcome, Joe. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is a great conversation. I'm very excited to share you, first of all, with the community, but share everything that you're working on as well. And if you're listening, if you listened to the last episode of Listen Lakeland, which was hosted by Jermaine Thornton, you heard a conversation about arts and wellness in the community. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, definitely go back. That was a really great episode, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And though it wasn't planned this way, they provided a really great segue into this conversation that we're going to have today. The first part of Jermaine's conversation centered around accessibility to the arts for people of all ages and the benefits um, to both physical and mental health. So, Joe, let's expand on that conversation a little bit as it relates to older adults. Why is accessibility not just to the arts, but to community features and opportunities in general so important? If you don't have accessibility, you don't have choice. If you don't have choice, you don't have freedoms. For older adults, so many times the media positions them as in a box. They're viewed in ways and presented in ways that are very um, focused on ageism. And I think for them, they need the options and the opportunities to make their own choices and to, with a little bit of assistance and support, find the direction that they want to go and continue to grow and evolve. That's exactly right. And, you know, we are all interested in seeing more intergenerational um, engagement and neighbors enjoying neighbors of all ages and not segmenting people. But what would you say are some of the barriers that older adults encounter as it relates to accessibility? So much of it is preconceived notions of what an older adult should be, how they should act, how they should think. And so many times organizations try to think on behalf of older adults like we do in many generations. And that's unfortunate because everybody is unique and they have different abilities and opportunities. And we try to kind of guide them through. And often there's physical challenges that they may have. There may be um, opportunity and accessibility in their neighborhood that doesn't exist 
programming that might be really beneficial, but it just isn't there in their uh, area. Um, it is uh, opportunities on the physical, age-friendly, and the ARP program has done such a good job by helping us to identify where those challenges are and trying to address those challenges is critical for choice. That's a great lead into the next question, and that's how, as a community, can we be proactive in removing some of the barriers that people are facing? And when, when I'm talking about older adults, I'm also thinking about those who may have some physical limitations who are younger. Um, there are people of all ages from infancy to um, older adults who are dealing with physical challenges. And if we fix those barriers for them, we fix them for all. In my 27 plus years in the field of long-term care services, um, when older adults are surveyed and asked the question, you know, what are the challenges for you in terms of uh, successful aging? Often the answers are tied to lack of transportation and access, um, inability to know who to go to for what, um, being able to navigate through different healthcare systems, different uh, programs and not knowing where to start and how to work their way through different challenges that they face and not knowing where to get assistance. Exactly. There's that accessibility thing again, mm -hmm. that you can have everything that's wonderful and beautiful available in a community, but if nobody knows about it, knows where to find it, then it's not doing the kind of good that it really could. Well, Lakeland is blessed with some amazing providers that to provide programs, services, amenities, housing uh, for older adults. Um, but if you brought somebody into the community who wasn't familiar with all the different providers and you laid out a list and said, here are all the different providers, it would probably be daunting to them. And mm -hmm. they would say, well, I'm not sure what I need, and I'm not quite sure who do I go to for this need. Right. And there's a coordination aspect that um, I think is opportunity for, for us to, to meet that need. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. So Lakeland is an age-friendly community. And if you're listening and not sure what that means, you can learn more about that by going to agefriendlylakeland.com or you can go back to the October episode, episode of Listen Lakeland. And we talked all about it there as well. But in a nutshell, um, an age-friendly community is a place that is inclusive and accessible for people of all ages, but particularly for older adults, where they can age in place with dignity, respect, and quality of life. So, Joe, you are on the Age-Friendly Lakeland Committee, and you're also chairing this effort to create a vision for a senior center in Lakeland. You're very passionate about what you're doing, and... Um, from time to time, you entered the, from the time you entered the scene locally, um, you've had kind of an itch to make this happen. Tell me more about that. When I started in this field, I, I was fortunate enough to attend a National Council on Aging uh, conference, for a USA conference. And I was working with a board of directors that said, you know, go to sessions where you know nothing about what they're talking about. Learn as much as you can. And I saw a whole group of sessions on a track on senior centers. And I thought, I don't know what that is, but that sounds really interesting. And I went to these sessions, and what I learned was a senior center is not 
um, a, a building with a room that somebody unlocks a door, flips a light on, and says, okay, now we have a senior center, and they put some card tables around and, and put some games on the table and then walk away and then come back at 5 o'clock, turn out the lights, and shut the door. Um, what I saw was very invigorating, and I saw the impact that it had on older adults living in the communities that were fortunate enough to have a senior center. And then just timing-wise, um, there was a community um, that was part of our market, Arlington Heights, Illinois, that was developing a senior center. Um, they were located in an elementary school that had closed, and they were able to um, develop a plan with the city and with uh, through fundraising and a lot of different organizations coming together, the hospital, the different senior care providers, senior housing providers, home health providers, hospice providers, all coming together and saying, what could we develop that would truly have an impact and make a difference for older adults in our community? Um, and they were able to define a program. And once they defined a program that helped them to define a space, and they were able to, through many partnerships and alliances among the providers, provide something that was very unique and is still going strong to this day and is continuing to evolve based on the changes of the older adult population and the, the community at large. And boy, aren't there changes. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, now here in, in the Lakeland area, the last official numbers that I know of are 2019, but at that point, just slightly higher than 30% of our population locally is 60 plus. And so we do have a lot of opportunity and I think we we owe it to our community to make sure that things are in place that can make sure everybody has that opportunity to age in place if they want to and to partake in all of the things that they enjoy and not stop living an active life because of accessibility issues. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really proud of our community. I think our community has stepped up all along the way. Um, we have uh, folks who are leading this community in our city commission and in the city management who are all very open-minded to these types of conversations. And I, for one, am very thankful for that because mm -hmm. this conversation about whether or not we need um, a brick-and-mortar community center has been happening for at least 30 years that I know of <laughs> because yeah. I've been around for that long, um, almost 30 years. But at any rate, I'm very happy to see where this conversation has come. And I think you've played a very large part in bringing that conversation forward in a very intentional way that will lead to activity. So thank you for that. So I want to talk about the committee a little bit. And as I mentioned before, for the lack of a better name, we've been referring to the committee as a senior center steering committee. And um, don't really know what we're going to call that yet, but you alluded to some of the misconceptions about what a senior center might be. Um, and that's just because that's the only thing that people know. But can you clarify what, what would a modern day senior center kind of look like? A modern-day senior center could be um, a programming opportunity that is much different than what I described. So examples of that, it could have a geriatric clinic within it where older adults receive a holistic assessment 
And then from that assessment, a care plan and a, a wellness plan and program is put into place, and they're part of a, a quarterly review and assistance in getting access to the resources they need to meet their goals and their ambitions. It could have a nutrition site within the facility. It could have educational programs geared specifically to older adults. It could have fitness wellness programming, again, geared specifically to older adults. It could have spaces that are leased for providers of services to older adults to come in and provide programming and services within those spaces. I've seen some communities where they have um, elder care law attorneys, they have um, travel agents, they have uh, counseling uh, providers come in and lease space in the senior center to provide access uh, to people in the community. Um, it could have a, a library geared towards older adults. could have some level of a, a durable medical equipment uh, lending closet. It could have um, resources that are technology computer labs. Um, it could have uh, entertainment opportunities that you normally wouldn't um, assume. I, I know in Palo Alto they have a senior center that has uh, the virtual golf courses. How so, fun. <laughs> you know, you're playing Pebble Beach, you're playing different courses. Uh, just a lot of things that you normally wouldn't associate with what people hear the term senior center. And it really is driven by, you know, the people of the community and the providers in that community to meet the ambitions and the needs. And I don't want to stress needs so much. Um, in the older adult population, we, we tend to think they don't have ambitions, and they absolutely do, especially the generations that are here today. Mm-hmm. You know, They're looking at life in a different way, I think, than what we assumed the, um, the uh, silent generation and the depression generation looked at. Um, you know, a 70-year-old now is still quite engaged and looking for opportunities to continue to be engaged. Uh, we had a First Friday where we were out here in the community at First Friday at your booth, and we were talking to people about a senior center. And there was a, a gentleman uh, probably about 70, 71 years old, and he said, I just you know moved to the area. I'd helped out my mom, and you know, and she passed, and I was deciding whether or not I wanted to stay. And I don't know where do I go to meet people my age. And to he said, I'm not looking for a girlfriend, but I really would like to just have an opportunity to socialize with people my age. And we look at Miramar, Florida, where they have a wonderful senior center that is focused mostly on networking and engagement, you know, and socialization. That's their primary goals and drivers for their center. And uh, it's been nationally uh, certified, and it's doing great. So it really is driven by what are the ambitions and the needs of older adults in the community, and then our ability as providers and and the the city and others to come together and see if we can address that. That's so exciting. The The vision that's coming together 
is being driven, people should know, by the community. And those conversations, like the one you had at First Friday, are just so instrumental in helping us to understand what people are looking for. And I do want to mention, as we're talking about this, that there are a lot of programs that exist in Lakeland and organizations like Catholic Charities who have been investing in this community for a long time and serving a need on a smaller scale with a senior center. But what we're talking about is a little bit different. And so moving forward, I just wanted to let people know that because I can't enough um, pay respect and thank Mm -hmm. Catholic Charities for all that they've done over the years and hope that they will continue to be a part of this project as we move forward. But you kind of mentioned what types of programs and, you know, how that's driven by a community and what they're looking for. So how might something like this be structured? The start of this process, one of the things that I had stressed was um, the architect, Daniel Burnham, and he his statement was form follows function. And so many times when organizations talk about developing some type of a facility or program, they lock in on let's find the building, let's find the location, let's focus on you know bricks and mortar. Um, the thing that we've done that I think is different is follow that um, statement of form follows function, and our focus has been let's learn. You know, we went out and visited senior centers all across Florida. We even contacted senior centers in Palo Alto, in Illinois, um, in New Orleans, all across the country to say, what can we learn from them? Um, We started collecting surveys uh, from VISTI and different organizations um, to get an idea of what what can we learn from those surveys that have already occurred. And then we said, we really need, through our Programs and Services Committee, we need to develop a survey that's specific to the older adults living in Lakeland. And we're targeted primarily 55-plus in looking at that population and and we started that survey process to ask them what types of programs and services would you like to see how far would you be willing to drive you know would you be willing to drive to a facility um you know what what would meet your ambitions and your needs and we're in that stage right now um, of gathering that information and once we have that information the committee will Take all the data that we've received, all the input, and we hope to get every single neighborhood represented uh, here. Um, we're taking great effort uh, through the work of our committee members uh, to make sure that we're leaving no stone unturned and making sure that we provide access like we talk about access. We want to make sure our process is accessible to everybody. And uh, I think once we get all of that information, it will tell us where the opportunities lie. And I think we are blessed with exceptional providers in our community. And I'm, I hope and, and what we believe is that each one will identify what will benefit them. What can they bring to this program that will be beneficial to their mission and goal? And they bring that level of expertise and knowledge to the center Um, The other unique aspect that we're looking at is a hub-and-spoke model, and that was uh, a gentleman who uh, was on the board at Catholic Charities who was part of the group and talked to us about, you know, does it have to all be in one location? And we all thought that's brilliant. 
I mean, if, if we can have that hub where people know and we can say that's where you go to access all these programs and services, but there's also programs and services through the hub that are in your neighborhood, you know, through different resources that already exist. So it makes it easier for older adults to access, but it also helps our providers um, to build on what they've already invested in in those neighborhoods. And so to me, that's a complete win-win. And um, interestingly, when we contacted um, the person in Arlington Heights, she's on the National Council on Aging Cabinet for Senior Centers. Um, she's on, their, on that uh, group, and she said, you know, we, we're just starting to talk about that, and you guys are already looking at that. And I said, yeah, this is, you know, this is from our, our leadership. So I'm really excited about that. That's really awesome. And before we move on, I want to talk a little bit about the committee. This is one of the most important things about this whole effort. Tell me about how that committee is made up. Who's Who sits on that committee? Yeah, we have uh, um, one of our commissioners. We have um, representation from uh, the city. We have uh, the hospitals uh, represented. Um, we have people from Age Friendly, Lakeland Vision, uh, we've got people from hospice providers. Um, we've got uh, home care agencies. Um, it's uh, Catholic Charities, uh, RATH, uh, the Senior Connections, which is an, an exceptional organization as a resource organization. And we're hoping, you know, to get um, uh, you know more uh, input here in Lakeland, you know, through Senior Connections. So. There's a lot of opportunities, and, and it's all coming from a very strong steering committee. It is, and I just can't stress enough how important partnership and collaboration is in this process, because this is not something that um, Lakeland Vision or Age Friendly Lakeland seek to own. We don't have ownership of anything. We just have happened to be the organization that has convened the conversation. But this is a project and an effort that is being taken on by the entire community. And all voices are welcome at the table um, and encouraged. We really want to hear from everybody. If you are a resident who's just living in the community, who wants to weigh in, we hear from you. If you're an agency that serves older adults, we want to hear from you too. And there are a number of ways that people can become involved. And the easiest of those is the survey you mentioned. So I want to give people a little bit of direction there. If you'd like to access that survey, you can go to the Lakeland Vision website or you can go to agefriendlylakeland.com. You'll find it there. And we've got some flyers up around town. And if you know anyone who's on that committee, you will certainly be asked about that survey. <laughs> Have I missed anything there in that list of where people can access that? No. And if you if we are missing something, let us know because we've got a, a um, a group that is willing to go into the churches, willing to go into the communities and, and meet with people individually, meet with groups. Um, so please, you know, let us know if there's anything. Yes, and look for us um, at every first Friday. Yeah. You can find the survey at the uh, Sage Aging Elder Care Guide booth. And if you would like to know um, more about this effort, you can give us a call at 863 863- Three 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 five one two nine. That's the phone number for Age Friendly Lakeland, and you'll leave a message there, and we will get back to you promptly. 
Well, Joe, did I miss anything at all along this conversation? No, appreciate the opportunity to share our passion for the Senior Center. It's an exciting time. Well, I'm really excited about it too. And I want to ask you, in your own vision of this Community Senior Center, what makes you the most excited? What, what do you really look forward to the most? Collaboration. At the end of the day, we're stronger together than we are individually. And I think the providers that we have at the table are representative of that. And if we can stay focused on what is the ultimate goal and the ultimate focus on the needs and ambitions of the older adults we all serve, I think we can define something that is very special for our community. I think so too. Do you think that there will be any surprises to you in the results of the survey that we've been conducting? I have no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm counting on that. I'm counting on that because I think the, the issues that we have when we're not open to creative uh, thinking is we pre-think what things should be. And I'm counting on being surprised. I'm looking forward to being surprised. That is a great answer. And I have to admit, I am guilty of pre-thinking things often. And I'm always snapped right back into reality when, <laughs> when I'm proven wrong. Um, but what kinds of things do you think you'll most be surprised by? I think there's things that we just haven't thought of in terms of a program and services. When I looked at uh, the, the program out in California and I'm seeing, you know, this golf set up there. I mean, I just thought, oh, my gosh, I would have never thought, you know, that. But that's one of the most popular programs they have. You know, and right. so I, I think there's technology out there that I just don't have a knowledge of that we can learn and, and see how technology can address a need and an ambition that we just presently don't really know. We are in a visioning process yeah. at this point. So tell me a little bit about what you think that timeline might look like. Our hope is that we can have all the neighborhoods represented in good numbers in the survey, hopefully by the end of March. And then from that point, um, once we get the survey, I would imagine it'll be about three to four months before we have a defined program and services that we can present uh, to the broader community. And so do you envision taking that information and presenting it to people at the city level leadership? I would think so, because I think it's critical that all these providers are coming together to work towards this effort. And if the city doesn't feel like it's a viable program or option, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. And and I do have to want to give a shout out to our local city commission, who has been yeah. so very supportive of age-friendly efforts over the years. Um, they do see the value in making sure that we keep you know, a great place for people to age a great people place for people to live of all ages who can enjoy everything that a community has to offer. So we are very fortunate in that our city leadership is very much on board with that. And we look forward to creating a vision for them that they just can't say no to. But when it comes to um, running this place and funding, that's the biggest question, the funding, how do we view that happening? You know, there's so many different options, and it all depends on the program and how we manage hub and spoke in that model. But in many of the communities, um, in, in like the case of Arlington Heights, there was a tax position that was voted on by the municipality and the people who live there 
um, to set aside a percentage uh, of tax dollars to go towards funding the senior center operations. Sometimes counties will do that within their county to set up a county senior center. Um, there's memberships where there's often a sliding scale. So there's scholarships for those older adults who economically may be challenged uh, to become a member. And um, there's fundraising. You know, in all of them, we've seen fundraising. Uh, the North Shore Senior Center in Deerfield, Illinois, has had a strong uh, fundraising program. Um, the lease options that I talked about where organizations are leasing space, there's a lot of different ways that it could be funded. Well, I look forward to seeing how that comes alive because it will be one of the greatest public-private type of operations that I think we can put together. And I'm excited about all of the players at the table. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I really appreciate you, not just for all of the work that you're doing on this, but everything that you're doing in the community. So thanks for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to be here. And for those of you who are listening, just as a reminder, we would love it if you would go to agefriendlylakeland.com and complete that short two-minute survey. It's really fast and painless, and please complete that survey and share that with others that you know. If you'd like to learn more about this effort and join us in the effort, you can call 863-333-5129, and we will be sure to get back to you very quickly. Thank you for tuning in to Listen Lakeland. Your feedback is valued and we encourage you to head over to www.lakelandvision.org to participate in our monthly survey related to today's show topic. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.